Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Mark chapter four tells the story of Jesus on the Sea of Galilee with the disciples. And it says, on that day, when evening had come during the night, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And he awoke and he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? You know what's cool about this passage to me? What really sticks out is Jesus's utter lack of care to the natural elements, you know? And he could be that because he's God but he's proving to us through his actions something far beyond, you know? And to me, I, I love that he didn't shout into the wind, you know? He didn't scream. He just rebuked, which to me just sounds like uh, he is in charge. You know, like my mom rebukes me, you know? <laughs> she doesn't have to even raise her voice. I know it's a rebuke. That's what Jesus did. He stood up and said, peace, be still. I like, I like that he didn't quote some incredible thing or pray this massive prayer, you know, or, or, you know, begin to do some sort of chant. He just spoke three words, peace, be still. And all of nature came into alignment with his words. That's true authority, you know. What I think is amazing about this is how much it exposes that he is the master of the elements. So, you know, with, with an authority in the home, or like, or let, me, let me put it this way. Like, there's never been a king that had to shout an order to a subject. You know, there's never been someone with actual authority that has to shout it out. If you really have authority, you just say the word and it's done. When a king gives a decree, he puts his ring on it, it's done. That's what I see in this scripture. It's that Jesus whispers into the wind, peace be still, and all of the elements begin to align with his command. And so it shows truly who Jesus was, because only the creator can control creation. But then he says to his disciples, you know, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And it's like he could be saying that to us because we may not physically be in the boat, but when we begin to follow Jesus, we get in the boat with him. And we really will face incredible storms in life. Like, I love that the Bible never holds back. We will face incredible storms. The wind will be howling, the waves will be high, crashing into the boat, looking like we're just a few feet away from death. 
And that, that's just the tragedy of living. That's just the difficulties of life. And it rains on the just and the unjust. And, and so everybody is going to have to face difficult times, trying times. But Jesus is so unconcerned that he, he sleeps through it. And I don't mean unconcerned as if he doesn't care, but he knows how it ends because he's already written the ending to your story. And so he's saying to you, don't buy into the fate, fear. He's saying to us, right? Don't react in fear, but react in faith. Because he's saying that. He said, how long have you followed me? Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? You know? And so as much as I can, I want to remember this moment knowing on a completely still sea, all these years later, this, the sea is still, sea is still at peace, you know? I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Like it's so peaceful tonight. This is how it was, you know? From one moment, massive windstorms to another, total stillness. That's what it's like following God, you know? And that's like what one word from God does in our life. You know, it rescues us, it changes us. It takes a situation that we thought, you know, one week ago was the very end of us. And one week later is like not even an issue anymore. Peace that passes understanding. So the physical elements could be in an uproar, but your soul can have a stillness. And that is one of the identifying marks of being a Jesus follower. It's peace on the inside. And I think now with our generation that is overwhelmed on the inside, filled with anxiety on the inside, Seems like they're upside down. The storm really is raging within them. We need that command from God more than ever. Peace be still. To a clouded mind, to a chaotic heart, to emotions that are raging in a world that's upside down, that command is more relevant today than maybe ever before. Fear isn't, it's, it's not just the opposite of faith. It's it's the choosing. Like, you can't hold faith and fear. You have to choose one, you know? So fear might come more naturally, but it's still a choice. And so what Jesus is saying, you did not choose faith, you chose fear. And I think what stops us so many times is we choose fear and we're able to back it up by logic, by situations, by everyone else around us, by culture, and say, well, it's logical, you know? But Jesus is able to do the supernatural. That's kind of where I want to live. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So God, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for coming and pursuing people, God, that would turn away from you. We thank you, God, for coming and healing those that would reject you. We thank you, God, for coming to a land that would fail to recognize you. 
We thank you, God, for providing salvation to us who many times don't fully understand or value the cost to you. Jesus, here on, on the sea in which you walked, we just want to say thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming to us when we least deserved it. Thank you for reaching your hand down and pulling us when we were in the midst of drowning. You pulled us back towards safety, God. We had nothing to offer you. We had nowhere else to turn. There was no other refuge city. Uh, you became our fortress, our ever-present help in time of need. At just the right time, while we were yet sinners, you died for us, God. So we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. And Lord, in this place on the sea, we rededicate ourselves becoming followers of you. The call that went out to the very first disciples in this place, God, we accept for ourselves. God, we pray that we follow you with our hearts and our minds and our soul. May our emotions follow you and our actions and our choices follow you, our destiny and our future. How we pray our homes and our families and our children, our legacy follows you, God. God, when we fall short, we thank you for the mercy and grace that you provided for us, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, that as many times as we begin to drown, God, you continually pull us back to safety. And so we thank you, Jesus, for who you are and what you did in this place and in our lives. May you get all the honor and the glory in our lives. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Awakening Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. If you want to learn more about our church, visit us online at awakening.global. We'll see you soon.